Are you tired of waking up with a dry mouth, feeling sluggish? I was too, until I discovered the power of mouth taping. I read a book called Breathe and it opened my eyes to how I could get a better sleep. So I started taping my mouth and the results were astounding. Not only did I wake up feeling refreshed, but the data on my whoop suggested I was getting more REM and more deep sleep, which led to me feeling better every morning. But I wanted a better solution, not just sticky tape, something that was effective and comfortable. That is why I co-founded Recoverite with a few friends. We are dedicated to helping Australians get fast and easy access to mouth tape and nose tape so you can breathe better, sleep better and recover right. Use the discount code TMTCP for 10% off at the checkout. Sleep better with recover right. How to keep the relationship like you first met. And you know what I'm talking about, that passion, that excitement, the just non-stop thinking about your partner. Manlet Camp Project Podcast, a podcast empowering career-driven men to live more fulfilling lives. We are here to challenge your beliefs, redefine success, and talk about the important stuff in a relatable way. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. My name's Lockie Stewart. Let's get into it. So many people lose that, and they lose that quickly after that honeymoon period. So in today's episode... I want to touch on a few things. One, I'm going to share an experience of my own that helped me really recognize what I needed to do as a man in order to create that relationship, that one that every day feels like, you know, the very first time you fell in love, you knew you were in love, that passion, that excitement that I've mentioned. And I'm going to give you a framework that you can use. So if you are following along, it will be in the show description or if you, you know, I have a pen and paper, even better, you can start working through this now and I guess grading yourself in these areas around which ones you feel that if you were to improve that, it's going to improve your relationship. The second thing that we will cover as well is how to turn your relationship around. You may have been in a long-term relationship and you may feel like you're growing apart. And my biggest belief is if you're not growing together, you definitely are growing apart, but you can save it. And the other key point that we're going to discuss in this is why the cream rises to the top how to be the most attractive character in your story, right? In your relationship. And I'll also share why that's important. But my name is Lachlan Stewart. For those of you who have just stumbled here and thank you for jumping in. If you enjoy this episode, let me know in the comments or, you know, on Instagram, that's where I'm most active at Lachlan Stewart. Or even suggest some episode ideas that you would love to learn more about or, or post your questions through and I'd be more than happy to, to cover that, which is cool. So 2014 was a new chapter in my life. I just started dating my now wife, Amy, and I'd just come from a relationship where I was at fault in a relationship and it had broken down, and I recognized that I was a problem in a number of relationships before that. It was very hard to do. And when the relationship broke down, initially I was trying to lie and manipulate to get my way back into it and try and almost making her feel like she was at fault. But there became a point where I was like, man, in order for me to have the relationship that I want, one that, you know, I guess like you see on the relationship, um, on the movies, or you have this idea in your head where you're going to feel happy, you're going to feel valued, you're going to feel like you're building something together. I knew that I had to accept responsibility for the fault. And that helped me start looking inward. So this whole new chapter of my life with Amy was an opportunity to do that. And I had an idea of things that I wanted to improve on. And I'm going to share that framework with you later, as I mentioned. I'll, I'll share that at the end. 
but make sure you listen to it all rather than just jumping to the end because it won't or maybe won't make sense. But within the relationship with Amy, I was very excited about having an opportunity to work on things like communication, you know, really be faithful and focused. And as always, we start everything with the best intentions, whether it's setting a goal, starting a new relationship, building a business. And what happens over time is we become complacent. The reason why I was becoming complacent was because I just moved in with Amy after about seven months. Some people think that's hectic. The reason to that backstory is I was living two hours away. So if I was going to move to Brisbane, I may as well have moved in with her. It made sense at the time and here we are, it worked out. But anyway, fast forward, <clears throat> as I started to become complacent, I noticed some bad habits that were coming back in. And when we were in Thailand on our first family holiday together that Christmas, I was nervous about being, I guess, spending a lot of time around her family, but I was also excited. I was, it felt like the relationship was going really well. I was proving to myself that I was making changes. Some of those changes were, I wasn't um, messaging other women. I wasn't <clears throat> liking their stuff on social media. You know, I was 20, 23 at the time, boys, before you go, what is he doing that for? And <clears throat> I was really quite proud of myself. I'd also had my drinking under wraps. One thing that I really was challenged with was when I started to drink, it really amplified my insecurities and amplified my jealousy. And I guess it really amplified some bad habits because I wasn't in control. So the standards that I was trying to build that I guess weren't yet habitual disappeared. And I was uh, in Thailand. We went to the bar one day. I went to the bar with George and his brother and the girls went shopping. And by the time they came back, I was obliterated. And so Amy wasn't very happy about that, which understandably so, because as I mentioned, when I drink, I say dumb stuff, etc. Anyway, we were in the cab on the way home and I was just being obnoxious and rude. And anyway, she kicked me out in front of her family in the middle of Thailand. And I was thinking to myself when she kicked out, I was so embarrassed that this had happened again. I was then thinking, I can't show my face. Like I, I, I'm not ready to take responsibility for this, especially in front of a family who I don't really know yet. And then the next thought was, how am I going to afford to fly home? I'd spent most of my savings to book the return flight. I can't afford to get it changed. So what do I do? And I was very fortunate we were in this villa <clears throat> that I couldn't fly back because it made me face responsibility. And this was one of those moments in my life where I recognized that the hard conversations generally deliver the best outcomes. We try to avoid what's hard in life because it is uncomfortable, but that is where the most growth is. And this really highlighted to, that to me because when I woke up that morning, I opened the sliding doors you know, out to our pool and I was like, okay, I've got to go find Amy, have a conversation with her. She was in there with her family at the dinner table. My heart sunk because I was, as I mentioned, I was so embarrassed, but I went in there said good morning, apologized, and then offered, uh, asked Amy to come outside for a conversation. And it was one of the hardest conversations I'd ever had to have because I knew that I'd broken her trust. I knew that she was disappointed. I was embarrassed. And it wasn't really having her, I guess, leaving her with much faith in our relationship because she knew what I was like previously and how I'd been acting and everything like that. So I had to say sorry, like many of us do, but I had to mean it. And my words didn't mean too much in that point in time, but I was very lucky 
that she was willing to give me another chance. And from that moment, I had accepted, I'd faced fears, and I really started to believe in myself. So if I can have that tough conversation and if Amy's prepared to stand beside me, I'm with the right lady, I just need to step up. And I recognized once again, alcohol was a bit of an issue. So I had to find a way to remove that. And that became the focus. How do I cut alcohol out of my life? Because I know that without alcohol, I'll be able to really maintain and develop these new standards that I have until they become habitual. Right? Because as I mentioned, if they're not habits, if they aren't a part of who you are, they aren't attached to your identity, it's very easy to slip. And I've seen far too many men who join into our academy come to us when their relationship's already shot. And I'm like, man, you should have come so much earlier. But most people won't, I guess, take action until things are extremely bad, much like myself. And that's why I continue to do these podcasts and we have our academy because I want to help men get invested in being the best version of themselves before stuff's falling apart. So fast forward, you know, after that, I was very fortunate. A good mate of mine, Andy Ritchie, uh, who I'd met maybe a couple of months after meeting Amy, he was in a happily married relationship and he'd been with his wife for 25 years and it was a bit older, but a great mentor, someone that I needed in my life at that time. And he took me under his wing. We traveled to Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, and we were you know, in network marketing together. But <clears throat> what I really loved about his company was he had the utmost respect for his wife. He wouldn't, you know, when we'd go on these business trips, wouldn't you know, entertain any other ladies or anything like that. He was committed to her and also committed to our friendship. And that's when I started realizing that the importance of the people that you surround yourself with. Up until that point, I was hanging out with people who almost validated the bad behavior, whether it was getting extremely intoxicated, whether it was messaging other women. And when those behaviors are validated, you want to do more of it. You want to feel accepted. You want to fit in. So as much as I disagreed with it and I wanted to change it, it was going to be very hard for me to do that. And so that brought me to understanding, all right, I know that I need to remove alcohol. Secondly, I need to start hanging out with people who have the relationship that I want. What is it that I value in the relationship? Well, I want to feel um, accepted. I want to not have jealousy or I don't want to be insecure about it, which meant I had to stop projecting those behaviors on myself, uh, on onto Amy. And by being around Andy, I could really watch how he thought, act and behaved about his relationship and other things. And that started rubbing off on me. The more time I spent around him, the more committed I became to my relationship. And I then started almost talking in the way that he was talking. I started thinking in, a, in the way that he was thinking. And that was my aha, aha moment. Prior to that, I almost got to a point where I thought I was a, you know, a liar, cheater, and manipulator because that's what I'd been hanging around and that's how I'd been acting. I now started to recognize the influence of the environment. I could take the best bits of people that I admired and I could bring that into myself to create who I wanted to be as a man and as a partner. And it's something that many people don't ever think about, which means they don't have the opportunity to learn it. And it sure as hell does not get taught at school. But this was the framework that I developed and I want to share it with you guys before I jump into the next two pieces. So you can find this in the show notes if you want to. And as I mentioned, just work on this yourself. We do go through this in the academy. So if you would love a bit more hand 
of a hand with this or understanding it in more detail than we can go into on the podcast, apply to be a member in our academy program, which is also in the show notes. But the first thing I understood and I accepted was you need to work on yourself. If you become the best version of yourself and are working towards the best version of yourself, you're going to be a much better partner because you're going to be more emotionally aware. You're going to learn to communicate better, which is point two we'll talk about. And you'll feel more confident, which will help you remove the insecurities and the jealousy, which I know people struggle with. So that first thing is first is working on yourself. And I won't go into how you can start doing that, but everyone needs to do it. It's a lifelong journey, right? Mastery. The second one is communicate. One, you need to learn how to articulate what you mean. So your wants, your needs, your desires, your frustrations, your goals, your ambitions. Because if you, one, don't understand what they are for you, how do you expect to communicate that with your partner? And when you start doing that for yourself, then the conversation then becomes about what are your partner's wants, needs, desires, frustrations, goals, ambitions, etc which when you're communicating about those things, the relationship's only going to improve. Okay, so that's point two is you've got to have continuing, sorry, continue to learn on about communication. And one thing that I'll give you guys just now, if you would love a task to take take away from this episode, start videoing yourself. You can do Facebook Lives or you can just film yourself and choose a topic or choose a subject that you would like to discuss, whether it's a conversation you know you need to have, all right? And then watch it back because you're going to give yourself feedback. It's really hard to do. When I first started doing it, I hated it. I was cringing. Even when I listened back to the very first podcast, wow, cringe. But it will give you feedback around specific things that you could work on or how you could change the way that you use your voice, the things that you say to better get your message across. So let me know how you go with that. Comment in, uh, share in the comments or send me a message. The third thing is common goals, but also individual goals. Too many couples, and I said this earlier, if you're not growing together, you're growing apart, but they take that too literally to the point where they sacrifice all the other hobbies and interests and friendships they had prior to the relationship beginning. It's extremely healthy for you to have your own goals and social circles outside of the relationship. It's what then brings curiosity and interest to the relationship. It's like, how was your day today? Because you weren't hanging out with me. I don't know your every move, so we've got to keep dating. People forget that. They forget that, you know, ideally you shouldn't be the same person today that you were 10 years ago. If you are, you once again, you need to join the academy because you should be growing. But as a result of that, it means you need to keep dating. You need to keep understanding what your partner's wants, needs, desires are. Number four, Try new things together. Date. It's very easy in a relationship to stop doing new things because you want to eat at the same restaurants. You want to drink the same wines. You want to go to the same holiday location, which, look, that's nice. But there's something fun about doing an activity or an ex- you know having an experience that just doesn't go to plan. They're the ones that you look back and laugh at. So make sure you find time and space to try new things together. And finally, fifth, uh, sorry, fifth and final, intimacy. You need to work out what your wants, needs, desires are, and I guess keep that, you know, as a priority within a relationship because if you stop prioritizing that, your relationship, you end up just becoming housemates, you become friends, and I get it. Life gets busy. 
things happen. You don't feel as confident in your body. So you're stressed. You don't know how to instigate it. You get sick of getting rejected. There's so much stuff. But if you don't prioritize that, your relationship will lose its passion. It will lose its spark. So that is something, once again, I'm not going to go into too much detail how you can work on that, but it's something that you need to prioritize if you want to continue maintaining a passionate relationship. So I will recap that for you, and then we'll continue on to these next parts. Firstly, work on yourself. Secondly, communicate. Thirdly, have common goals and also separate goals. Fourth, try new things together. Fifth, get intimate. So my relationship still feels energized and passionate. Yes, we have our, our seasons, but they're not long because we both know what we want together and we're both very aware on how we fill our own cup so that we give the most to our relationship. Now, um, skip that one. I feel like I've done a good job of covering that. Secret number two, cream rises to the crop. So how to stand out and have your partner appreciate you. I remember hearing a story where a lady um, was starting to, wasn't really appreciating her husband. And they were going for a date one night. And when he rocked up at the restaurant, he was a few moments behind her. He noticed all the heads turning of other, the other women to look at and appreciate him. And she recognized that the habits that he had were miles above what many other men have. But because that was what she'd been used to dating, she took it for granted. Okay, and this could work in, in both ways. We all take things for granted. As I said, you do anything consistently enough or if you're around anyone consistently enough, you'll take it for granted. So when you work out how you can stand above the rest, it comes back to this, you become a good partner by being a good man, in my opinion. So what are those standards and habits that you need that <clears throat> separate you from the rest that your partner appreciates? Because don't stop that. For me, it's exercise, it's my own growth, it's building a business, it's having great mates, it's having standards around what I will and won't do. And I know that Amy appreciates that about me. And it also has me rising above the rest because once again, so many people listen to this show and they want to learn the things that separate them so their relationships don't break down, so they can earn more money, so they can be around better people. Okay? And they're the standards that I maintain on a daily basis they're the standards that we uphold in the academy. Okay, they're the standards that you can adopt too if it's what you really want. But understand that cream rises to the crop, uh, to the top. And if you want to be the, I guess, have the most incredible relationship, you've got to be committed to getting to the top. <clears throat> the last point we'll touch on before we wrap it up is how to turn it around. So I want to do a little bit at the end here just for those who, you who are in a relationship that do you still value, but you feel like it may be too far gone. As I mentioned, Amy kicks me out of the cab. Okay, that's when it could almost be over. And there's no real, I guess, words that you can say that will have it fixed in an instant. It's an action. And once again, it's how you're going to continue to show up. So I would firstly address <clears throat> the elephant in the room. And I would ask how your partner's been feeling about the relationship and just mention, hey, this is how I've been feeling. And one thing that I am committed to doing is making you feel extremely valued and bringing the passion back to our relationship like when we first started. I understand life's gotten busy. I understand I have dropped the ball a little bit, but I'm committed to getting back there. I know these words won't mean much, but the actions that will follow will prove to you that I'm committed. And obviously, as a result, you want to have an idea of 
things that you want to do. And I guess what I gave you before that framework, those five steps <clears throat> that you can find in the show notes will you know, be a very good starting point uh, to help you start living that to get your relationship to turn back around. So if you've gotten value from this episode, once again, interact with me in the comments, head over to Instagram, comment on, on a few of the reels, the bits that you shared, or even just leave the show or the channels uh, follow and uh, rating and review. My name is Lachlan Stewart, and as always, do something today to be better t- for tomorrow. And we release episodes every Monday, 5 a.m. Central Time, so in the U.S., and every Thursday, 5 a.m. Central Time. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Man That Can Project podcast. My name is Lockie Stewart, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. If you did, please take a moment to rate and review the Man That Can Project on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with our newest episodes. We'll see you again next time.